All right. Are you guys ready? Yes. Yes, let's do it, girl. <laughs> let's go, girls. Hold on, my bedazzler still drying. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey, girl. Thanks for coming. Oh, well, hello, America, and thanks for coming. As always, my name is Seth. Hey, it's Make a Statement, also known as Jamal. And it's Razcon Poyo, also known as Stony. Ooh, I want some <laughs> fucking nachos. <laughs> <laughs> Hold the Raz, though. No Raz, please. <laughs> Um, well, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Thanks for Coming. We hope that you enjoyed our last episode where we talked about being gay in the workplace. Before mm-hmm. we get into our next episode, however, how you guys doing? Doing good. Having a much better week. I had a little small victory in the poll this week, so um, I'm pumped about my progress and happy to be working out regularly again. Nice. Woo-hoo. Did you land your triple backflip? Um, almost. I am able to not swim in the same spot anymore. <laughs> wow. I actually move forward. Oh, em- Emily can stay. <laughs> She's not she fired. She can stay. We- <laughs> We see her this Sunday, so we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> see how it goes again. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what about you, Stony? Um, I have not been in the pool, and I have not worked out in any way, shape, or form. So, <laughs> sorry, y'all. Uh oh. <laughs> sorry, Emily. Sorry, Emily. Hold my coat bag. Um. So, <laughs> this Sunday will be interesting. Whenever I forget how to swim again, so. She's just going to put you on coat duty and making sure it's not too close to the yeah, pool. Yeah, you're assistant number two now. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, my week's been pretty good. Just been like busy with work and stuff. So nothing like overly interesting, I guess, for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of the same, to be honest, because like nothing really in my life has been exciting too much lately. I've just been doing a lot of overtime this week. So it's been like not fun <laughs> oh i hear the coin bags dropping though. getting that money I, uh, yeah. that's all that it's not as much as you would think <laughs> <laughs> like um let's not get our hopes up <laughs> um however we're manifesting it for okay. you yeah. <laughs> well that would be fantastic to just like wake up to like a ton of extra money but uh today was payday so <laughs> that's kind of cool hey <laughs> Um, let's get some <laughs> shoes let's get some shoes bitch where'd you get that top <laughs> <laughs> so um other than that everything's been pretty chill um my biggest highlight this week probably was receiving some posters in the mail that i'd ordered uh from sweden and they are call me by your name related of course <laughs> nice i saw of the course they i are. saw the snap yeah. shots of them on insta and they look awesome i'll have to post like good them. quality posters yeah they're actually um they were printed on canvas like like an actual painting basically uh, so they're nice quality see they yeah i oh. knew it they looked really nice even in the pictures you snapped of them. oh yeah they the, this artist the what they did was they took scenes from the movie and they matched them up with uh, monet paintings because that's mm-hmm. you know of course if you listen to our call me by your name episode you know that plays a part of the story they go and hang out um in this place in italy called the berm and that's where mm-hmm. one of monet's paintings he painted there a lot 
So that's how they are tied in together. And it's really, really, really cool because they tie in Elio and they tie in Oliver and different scenes from the movie into various Monet paintings. And it's really cool. So I might post those to Twitter so you guys can see them. (laughs) Yes, Twitter, come through. Be sure to look out for those listeners. Yes. Yes. So that was really exciting (laughs) for me. Um, That was like the highlight of it all, really. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But other than that, nothing too much has been happening. So let's go ahead and move on. Um, I'm going to take a sip of my my pumpkin ale from Elysian Brewery right now. Are you guys having any drinks? Yum. So I have a vodka soda per usual, lime soda today. Same girl, vodka soda, no pumpkin spice in mine right now. Um, It's fall, girl. No ice. (laughs) It it is fall, except it's like 90 fucking degrees here. It's not here. It's like 60s. Wait, (laughs) is it really fall right now? Because I thought fall started in October or something. No, No, technically Friday's fall the 21st of september yeah but it's really been fall all of september because this is the way i look at it so if all these hoes can put out their christmas trees on september 1st then i can start freaking fall like the last week of august like i'm not asking for that much look i'm trying to make fall happen i'm over here like we visited the parents this weekend like i'm on the bed trying to take cute flannel selfies but really i'm like dying of heat stroke <laughs> well i mean we I mean, have like a fall tablecloth right now so okay. it's kind of like ridiculous good because you know like they're go- everyone's gonna have their tree up like in a like one to two weeks so i'm just trying to celebrate fall before all these a-holes start celebrating christmas <laughs> i've had to deal with this all my life as a jewish person i have to deal with your christianity you. so you know just let me enjoy Speak my your fall. truth queen yeah <laughs> you deserve you deserve your fall your full fall season seth hates christmas i do <laughs> one time um we went i went to my friend's place in san diego and it was like after christmas was over and for some reason it was probably like i think it was for spring break one year and then for some reason he still had his fucking christmas tree and wreath i'm like holy shit it's like march oh hell no <laughs> so oh, no. we took it to the beach and we started a bonfire and we set those bitches on fire hell yeah that's perfect burn baby i'm burn. here for that so yeah um, yeah your tree needs to like leave on like january 1st i'm sorry <laughs> yeah that's that's what i'm saying so once it's like december i'm gonna be a hardcore pushing the lockies on everyone and no goddamn ham for anybody <laughs> <laughs> We'll find a way to make um low carb version. I'll totally eat some with you. You could make some like cauliflower lockies. Ooh. You know, I should look this up. There has to be a recipe out there. Yeah, so everyone look forward to our Christmas episode where <laughs> Seth just like shits all over the holiday. Oh. Chris Mahana Kwanzaa <laughs> is whatever they call it. Call me Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> <laughs> I will be the Grinch that steals Christmas. <laughs> Ooh. Can I drive the sleigh? Yes, bitch. Roll Slay. up the partition, yes. please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in the back being Beyonce. <laughs> Oh, she's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so we hope, like I was saying earlier, we hope you guys enjoyed our being gay in the workplace. Before we get too deep into this week's honesty spill of the week, we wanted to kind of wrap up our conversation on gays in the workplace. So to start us off, I would like to 
give the attention to Jamal, who has a email from our heterosexual consultant. Yes. So I just wanted to share this. Um, We were going to read it last week, but, you know, it ran a little long. Thanks for those of you who hung in there and listened with us to last week's episode. But this is one of the many reasons why we stand for this man. So here's a short little story from Nick. So one day, a few years back, I had a service call for an older lady. Ellen was on the TV when I got there, and this old lady was going on about her being gay and how it's awful and all gays are sinners, yada, yada, yada. So I head out to my van, take off my wedding ring. When I return inside to do my work, I really kind of, in quotes, gay it up a bit. After I finish, I ask if I met her standards with my quality of work. She replies, yes, you did it very well. So I say, what you're saying is that a gay man provided service to you just as well as a straight man? She just looks at me with this look on her face. I say, ma'am, I am a gay man and I did just as good of work as a straight man. So hopefully I changed your view of gays and show we are just as good as straights. You're going to meet a variety of people. Maybe be careful of who you start talking negatively about because you never know who they are. I hope you have a fabulous day. And walked out as she had a look of embarrassment on her face. Yes, bitch. I just live for this. Like, this is totally some shit I would do, except, (laughs) you know, I'm actually gay. Yeah. (laughs) I did this once, except for I said that I was straight. And I was like, yeah, straight people can do things, too. (laughs) (laughs) I never did that. Didn't have quite as a sting to it, right? Like, straight rights. They were like, cool. (laughs) Right? They're like, all right, girl. <laughs> Are you wearing Levi's too? Yeah. <laughs> Your boot cuts. Yeah. No, my carpenter <laughs> jeans. <laughs> yes, girl. Carpenter. So I just appreciate that because, as you know, um, Nick, um, he goes up for the community and he's such a huge supporter and he's doing all of this in southern Indiana. So that's just really big of him and very brave. You know, he did this on the job. He could have easily gotten like a shit review. And, you know, gotten in trouble for his comments. So um, props to you, Nick, and keep making the world go round. Yeah, that's like super awesome that he did that because, well, A, if you don't like gay people, why in the F are you watching Ellen? Just don't watch it. And then, hello, <laughs> like, like, why are you right? You and you're paying for this overpriced ass cable too. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, how many channels do you have? You could be watching like DuckHunt.com or whatever they. Yeah, have just like turn it back to I Camo don't know, TV or like, some shit. Jerry Springer or something. I don't know if he's still on TV, but <laughs> um, that's like watching. That's like me watching Duck Dynasty. Like I fucking hate that show. Like why would I watch it? There's no gay people on there either, so it's, like, really boring. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Anyways. We're like, this was not a fashion But, yeah, thank you, Nick, for just, like, telling these people off that have no clue what's going on. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Keep it up, sir. Yeah, absolutely. So that was really cool to hear that story. To continue the discussion a little bit, just to show that it's not just straight people that are haters in the workplace. I want... (laughs) I wanted to share Uh a previous work experience at a previous job that I had in an office. 
Um, so I had my office BFF. Um, we're no longer friends anymore, but <laughs> at the time we were. But I so of course I like Rest stand for her. Yeah, for real. Mm. R.I.P. Friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> so um, you know I'm always there to stand up for my friends. So truth. So she. There was this lesbian worker. Um, I guess I don't know a lot about descriptors for lesbians, so I'm going to take my um, stereotypical label and label her as a bull dyke. And <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> and we'll do our research later. Yeah. <laughs> so she was uh, in a relationship with another woman, Avi. And oh, actually, I guess maybe she was bisexual i don't know she was she was with a guy at one point and had a daughter anyways so she's with a woman now who is a police officer and apparently they got physical with each other a lot like not in the fun sexy way so i was always a little bit like she was always nice to me at first but i was always a little bit standoffish because i was like well i don't know like i'm only getting one side of the story here so i'm gonna (laughs) like Mm. just Mm -hmm. you know keep a little bit of a distance because you know i would just talk and just be like i'm just kind of like a little sort of sassy and like say catty comments and stuff like that so this woman was like trying to like i don't know maybe hook up with my friend at the time even though she has a partner and even though my friend has a boyfriend and maybe she's hetero flexible or whatever they call it, but like she's with a guy, mm-hmm. she was with him for a while and she has a kid. So like it was like, I think she enjoyed the attention she got, but that's all, it, that's where it stopped. Okay. So, Uh-oh. um, so this woman, this lesbian woman, she would like make like comments like, like, Oh, of course you would make that comment like typical gay, and I thought that was like really rude for her because that is. I wasn't criticizing. Typical. Yeah. Well, I wasn't criticizing her flannel. So like I was being respectful. Um, yeah. And I was like, it was like she it happened a couple of times. She'd be like, oh, typical gay comment or something like. And so I was just like, what? Like, why are you hating on me? Like, aren't we supposed to like support each other? Like I right, we're in the same community. Yeah, like I've typically not had great experiences with lesbians. I'm not saying that could just be reflective of me personally. Like, just my personality doesn't mesh well with lesbians, perhaps. But um, Mm. but yeah, so I don't know. It was just like it wasn't. So when the comments happened, it wasn't like something I was totally unprepared to hear. But at the same time, I was like okay bitch like i didn't ask you how your trip to home depot was every fucking weekend so like (laughs) i didn't tell you your apron was looking a little tight huh yeah so i was being not i was i don't know but after that she just like a bunch did a bunch of crazy shit and then quit and then that was cool and then she came back because I don't know why she's a loser anyways. So that's out of line. That's like people just let their lips fly without thinking. Yeah. Like don't loop me in as a stereotype, like, Oh, stereotypical gay. Like, I mean, everyone Mm -hmm. is different. I mean, I wasn't labeling her as a stereotypical lesbian. I wasn't saying under like handed shitty comments like that. Mm -hmm. So, so that kind of just show goes to show you, I guess a little bit that even gay, there can be gay toxic, uh, you know, gay on gay toxic interactions within the workplace 
as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's true. There's definitely a lot of um, rainbow on rainbow crime on the <laughs> internet and sometimes in the workplace for sure. Oh, don't and don't go out if there's somebody like you're not quite vibing with and you're catching those dagger eyes across the dance floor. Like, don't let that shit ruin your night because haters gonna hate. Yeah, for real. So, um, so that was just another s- story that I wanted to share about being gay in the workplace. But then I also, there was one question that I wanted to us all to talk about that we didn't get to because we had a long episode. And that, that question mm-hmm. is, what type of interactions have you had with guys at work where maybe um, you know they're straight, maybe you're questioning if they're possibly into men, <laughs> um, and they're just not Uh-oh. out. You know, are you extra careful around guys in the workplace because you don't want to receive complaints to like or disciplinary action because someone thinks you're hitting on them, or how do you deal with office crushes? Kind of that general topic. Oh, um, so are you go first? Right, okay, so. I'm not going to say where I work, but me and another fellow LGBT male were talking about um, this exact thing yesterday. Uh (laughs) So it's funny that you bring this up. (laughs) Yes. So um, (laughs) I always joke around with Stoney and I'm like, oh, you know, work boyfriend number two is looking really good today. Uh He just doesn't know what those pants are doing. (laughs) But of course, they're like super sweet guys super like um easy to work with and on supporting teams so you see these people daily you bump into them you may or may not see them in the gym when they're just in their underwear not being creepy it's just what happens in locker rooms people i wish they had that at our workplace yeah but of course there's like that kind of like forbidden fruit kind of fantasy never would i act on it but um i think it's fun to kind of just like like we were talking about before like that little kind of crush aspect of like the day-to-day seeing those people and in my experience I've never had anyone be rude or look at me a certain way when they're interacting they're just again basic human interaction and they're just like decent human beings which doesn't help the crush factor because you're just (laughs) like damn it are you really married or like do you want to go out for drinks my husband will be fine with it he knows you're straight we can just hang out but um I don't know. I just try to play it cool, even though I'm dying inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. What about you, Stony? Um, for me, like I've never, there's never been anyone that I've like overly crushed that hard for at my jobs. I guess, like, I don't know. Like, there are some people that I've worked with in the past that have, like, that I've been attracted to and I found like cute or whatever. But I. I always like try to just like keep my distance and not like make it awkward or anything because it's just like for me it's like this is a professional environment like I'm not going to like try to flirt with somebody like if I don't even know if they're like gay or not or whatever but Mm um I don't know like I always just try try to keep my distance and I'm kind of shy anyway so like I it would be like weird for me to like come up to them and like be flirting with them. (laughs) right and you definitely don't want to make it weird of course like we're never going to make anything weird but like me for example there was this one office crush I had like a few years ago and um it it was just kind of odd for me I didn't know what to do with it because he looked like one of my exes from back home like he Uh looked almost exactly like him and he was super like welcoming and super chill always spoke like oh how's your day how's your day going um how's work Oh, the website's down again. This sucks. Just like 
always super interactive. And there was one day where I was going through like the swinging break room door and he was right there. And I just kind of like, I might as well have just dropped the coffee because I was just like, <laughs> oh, uh, hi. It was <laughs> like that teen <laughs> movie moment where like you drop all your shit and exactly, then you're like, yeah, each your pencil box goes flying on the floor. <laughs> oh, God. Just everything goes, your crayons go f- all over the floor. But um, <laughs> yeah, that was probably my most awkward moment. But. I just blamed it on the fact that he scared me. He was oh. right behind the door, y'all. Like, he was right there. He was waiting for you. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Seth? Well, for me, I usually, similarly, I'm kind of shy at first, of course. Um, so I'm usually pretty standoffish. If it's easy to kind of, like, strike up a conversation with you, like, I'll chat and like talk as friends and stuff like that you know Mm -hmm. and i like to do you know like to walk the line so i you know always like to keep the opportunity (laughs) there i'm a single person (laughs) so i'm not gonna make be you know like get you drunk and drag you back to my place or anything weird so they like are gonna have to make the first move basically so (laughs) if they're into i know that's right if they're into it i'm into it so that's kind of how I play it. I'm not going to make it uncomfortable. I'm not going to, you know, like invade your space or whatever. Like I am going to make as much space right. for you in my life as you make for me. So Right. And that's one of those things too we have to be careful with as um, out gay men. Like that's one of the stereotypes that, oh, because I'm a straight man, you know, they want me. No, that's not the case. Like, we should be able to give you a compliment, just like you oogle at all the girls' leggings and shit that they shouldn't be wearing in the office. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> how does it feel to be objectified? But, of course, it's not about that. It's just, like, secret crushes and just, like, admiring the um male form. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Even though I hate khakis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No khakis, please. No, unless your cakes look good in them. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't mean, I've just like in the past, like there was one job where there was this girl who's like, I don't know. It was like, I forget exactly. It was a while ago, but she said something to the effect of like, oh, Seth's only friendly with the attractive guys at work or something like that. And so I was like, see, that's unnecessary. Yeah. Well, she was like still in high school. So I'm like, whatever, you little bitch, go fucking to math <laughs> right. class. I don't give a shit. So I, was I like, will <laughs> step on you like the aunt you are. Yeah. Well, she was like more of like, I guess you would say a masculine woman because she was like very into sports and other things that stereotypically men are into. So I think deep down she okay. was just jealous that she didn't have the self-confidence to talk to these attractive men's. And I was like, okay, whatever. Read uh, Henny. Battle. Yeah. So I just brushed <laughs> that little bitch off. Good. But yeah, but no, I do like talking to the hot men's at work. So fuck off. <laughs> it's fun, especially when you can spot one another in the gym. Yeah. well we don't have a gym at work so i don't get to do that but if we did yeah (laughs) anyways so we'll go ahead and wrap up our conversation there because that's not what this podcast is about let's go ahead and get into our honesty spill of the week Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for coming back. This episode is not about being gay in the workplace. This episode is about 
video games? Being gay? <laughs> Gamers. Gaming. Gamers. Ga- get it? G A M E R S. We're so clever and funny. Let me spell it out for you. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is kind of like my episode because everyone knows that I love video games and that's basically all I do with my life. So oh. I can attest to you that. You mean like Connect Four? Yeah. No, <laughs> like Monopoly. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, but this week we're talking games, like meaning like Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox, systems, systems, girl, yes, mm-hmm. all the systems. So speaking of systems, I kind of wanted to. I just wanted to talk about male patriarchy. So basically, men are very problematic, <laughs> and I just wanted to speak to you guys for the next hour to hour and a half about that. So I hope you guys oh, are God. ready to talk about systems. <laughs> We just lost all five of our listeners. Wow. Thanks, Seth, for just ruining the episode completely. <laughs> well, that's what I do best. So you're welcome. <laughs> um, so no, we're not talking about those types of systems. Those systems are boring and no one likes them. I'm tired. Um, so I thought we could go around first and kind of talk about our experiences growing up. Like, were you guys, did you guys play video games as kids? Like, what were your favorite if you did, like, what were your favorite systems, your favorite games? Were there anything, like, any games in specific that you really loved, I guess? Ooh. Well, I guess for us, um, I wasn't, like, a huge gamer growing up. My grandma, rest in peace, Nini, she got the first PlayStation. And my cousin Darrell and my brother uh, Darnell, they would always play Crash Bandicoot. Oh, Yeah. And that game was like super fun to watch. Like I never really jumped in, but um, I always watched him play that. I was more of a Nintendo kid. So Nintendo 64, when that system came out, that's when I jumped into video games. The very first Mario Party, my cousins and I grew up either. I was at their house for the weekend while we were at their house in um, Eagle River, Alaska, like 30 minutes or so away from Anchorage, or they were at our place. So we were always playing Mario Party together. We made sure we had four controllers. Um, lots of Mario Party for me. GoldenEye, the man oh, with yeah. the golden gun setting. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was like, you would have thought that was celebrity deathmatch going on. Like we would get so fired up yeah. behind that man with the golden gun. Round. I was the one that always <laughs> got shot. I could play shot. some GoldenEye. Like, me too. I tried so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I got frustrated But um, also the original... Oh yeah, you yeah you both know me pretty well. Like I would just have to walk away and not touch it for like a week. Yeah, but um, also the original Game Boy. I was a Tetris queen. Like um, I played lots of Tetris. I was really good at it. Just tooting my own horn there, if you didn't hear. Um, yeah, I'm trying to like. <laughs> and then a little later, I'm trying to tongue pop, <laughs> but I can't. There you go. <laughs> this beer is not working for but, me. But um, uh oh. You better moisturize that mouth, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Stop that right now. ASMR. I'm putting you on time out. She got there. (laughs) But um, to wrap it up, I played a lot of Pokemon on Game Boy Color. So um, all the Pokemon games, I'm actually replaying them currently. Oh, cool. 
Have you like Fine. evolved what all are... of your Pokemons into a giant dildo or something? <laughs> is that what you do? I don't know. No, um, Charizard <laughs> is kicking ass. I'm currently working on all of my Eevees. I've got like three Eevees, so I'm just trying to like, you know, make them grow up so I can slay. Like how many do you really need? Slay though? some more. I need all of them, like, but I want the originals. Don't you have the to original catch three. them all or something? I don't know. I don't know how to play this game, so... <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's just easy because you like push buttons to fight. Like it's, I can't, we'll get into it more later, I'm sure, but I'm not like a campaign queen. So this is like an easy kind of campaign for me. Okay. Got you. Word. So any others or those kind of the main ones? Those were the main ones for me. My brother Darnell had all the systems, um, Dreamcast, Xbox, but, um, growing up it started with PlayStation and just kind of went up from there. Word. Okay. So, Seth, what about you? Um, Growing up as a child, I definitely played more video games than I do now. We also did have the first PlayStation in our household. The games that we had that I remember are, um, shoot, like Mortal Kombat, I think. Was that on there? I don't know. There was. I think it was. What's that other one? I don't know. There was another fighting game. God, I'm so bad. Street Fighter? <laughs> uh, no. There's Street it was Fighter. Like Street Fighter. It was like the the like super like off brand. <laughs> Killer Instinct. Oh, oh, sorry, I'm sounding bougie. I had bougie. that for um, that is. Game Boy. Oh, cool. I had nice. the original Game Boy, not your fucking like Game Boy Color 400D 1280. Right, like you the like the brick ga- with the green and black yes. screen, yeah, and the screen stopped working. I, I had one of those too, so it was really bummer. Yeah, the screen would stop working, or you had like the chunky attachment so you can play oh, at yeah. night, like little yep. light magnifying. Oh screens. yes, girl, that that was my <laughs> console, oh, and I had like the Page Master game, and yes, <laughs> uh, Castlevania. Oh my god. I actually remember like when you lived in Indy, you like hooked up your old PlayStation, yeah. And you were like playing some game and it looked so shitty, but it took like, like I was like, okay. 45 minutes to load each game. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, now I have to change the desk after it. Loads. Yeah. Oh, so, um, I forgot oh, one. Yeah. Um, Sega Genesis. I was a Sonic queen. I've got Sonic on my oh, phone. Yes, too. Bitch. That's my brother had that. And he actually had, it must've been some sort of special edition one, but he had a blue Sega Genesis. Oh yeah. I don't know. It was like really cool. And it, and I think it was blue with black buttons maybe, but he played mm-hmm. Sega a lot on it. And, um, whenever he would let me, I would play Sega or, um, Sonic on it. So we did that. Um, actually I did play a little bit of crash bandicoot myself, Okay. Ooh. We would always get like the promo disc where it has like five games on it and there's like maybe like two to three levels per game on there. And so uh-huh. I would beat the two to three levels of Crash Bandicoot on there. <laughs> and I was like, yes, girl, I did it. And then I would be over it. I did it. <laughs> yep. Gold star. That's Moving all on. I needed. <laughs> um, and then uh, after that was... Um, playstation 2 because then i really got into like rock band and guitar hero oh yeah oh yeah Yeah. those were like the college games like Mm -hmm. when we were in college those are so popular yeah Yeah. so that's like me i like the fighting games a lot because it requires little skill any game that requires least skills what i'm great at (laughs) so for me i grew up pretty much just like a nintendo kid so I didn't have Sega, I didn't have PlayStation, so I had like the regular Nintendo, and then also the Super Nintendo, and then also the Nintendo 64. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like 
would play those like forever all the time basically and i remember like growing up like me and my brother we would like always play goldeneye and we'd go over to our uh friend's house next door and like we would all play like three player like on the giant tube screen and like try to kill each other on golden eyes (laughs) but yeah those are all kind of my like favorites like i love like the traditional like mario and zelda and then just like i don't know just all the fun nintendo games that they have so something else that i remembered it's um where are computer games because i played um starcraft a lot and oh yeah counter strike frogger i played me and my friends would like play over a land network so that we could all be on the same team for those games (laughs) wow yes i actually i didn't realize you played starcraft because that was one of the games that i actually played like a lot on the computer was starcraft i mean i didn't play it like typically on my own it's like me it was me and two other friends like were that was like our little gaming console and like we would always like hide um because i don't think his parents liked a like us drinking or something so we would like get drinks and then we would hide them in pringles cans like empty pringles cans and bring them like all over the house <laughs> just to be like discreet <laughs> how old were you what? i'm pretty sure we were legal how old were you i'm pretty sure we were 21 or somewhere like i don't because we bought our own Okay. But um, yeah, but his parents like I were like more conservative, I guess. So, um, and we would always go to his place typically to to play. So, that's like was our strategy. Mm-hmm. So we would put like a bottle in a Pringles can and then like hide three shot glasses somewhere on our persons. <laughs> <laughs> and then we would play Counter Strike and um, and uh, Starcraft. And I was always the worst out of the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was never like the one winning, but I I tried my best. Yeah, I was never like very good at like the shooter games. Generally, I'm not great at those, at least online or mm-hmm. anything. But I don't know. Like I remember, so like I kind of took a break from like gaming after like Nintendo 64, and then I got. I remember whenever I was start, first started college, I bought the original xbox and i was playing halo oh yeah and i actually played the original halo quite a bit i used to be decent at halo one and i would go like play with uh one of my friends um that was the neighbor down the road and we would go play halo all the time and that was like really fun yes um i tried playing halo like usually i like shooting games but that game was like too complex for me and i would like i was so bad at it it was just like not even in somewhat enjoyable because I couldn't figure out how to play basically. And the little uh-huh. I could figure out like wasn't enough to be like even semi successful in the game. So I was just like, this <laughs> fucking game sucks. Let's stop. Yeah. It is really hard. That is a hard game. And also like people like when you play it online, the people are like psychotic. They, will they are. Own you. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. fun. I definitely tested my patience until I, you know, found like my groove and was able to like survive. (laughs) Yes, bitch. But yeah, those are kind of like my favorite like systems growing up. But I don't know. I feel like this is a good time to take a break and then we can kind of go into like more stuff like into gaming, like current gaming. Yes, that works out really well because I finished my pumpkin ale and I want another one. Yes, refill. All right, well, we will be right back. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming. 
right now, we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here are some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember everyone, you can email us tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I hope you guys are still plugged in and enjoying this Gamers podcast. Um, we apologize <laughs> if this uh, this break was too long. <laughs> I went to go get my pumpkin beer. It was really weird. So I went to go get my pumpkin beer, and then there was like this exposed pipe. So I stood on top of it, and then I slowly descended down the pipe, and I got lost in the sewers. Oh no. oh no! Where were you going? I don't know. I, well, I went into an underwater area, and the music changed, oh. and, <laughs> and <laughs> I had to like jump on top of these fishes, or else they would bite me. You know, it's serious if your weave gets wet and you're um, hopping on fishes. Did you yeah. also have to save the princess? <laughs> I did. I had to save the princess, and it was kind of weird because it kept going do 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 just wouldn't stop. I was like, never heard that song before, so it was strange, weird. But I made it back, so I guess I like defeated the boss. So now I'm the boss, bitch. Nice boss. Love that song. Yeah. Shout out Hair to flip. the Carters. Hair flip. Hair flip. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. <laughs> yes. Well, let's get back into actual video games. <laughs> what yeah, do you got I'm for glad us, that you survived. So yeah, I figured now we could talk about just um, maybe like the current gaming because just backstory. But so obviously, I played like a like shit ton of games as a child, and then this thing called college happened and it wrecked my life. Um, (laughs) uh, So I was like constantly busy all the time and like always studying for stuff Mm -hmm. and then like work and my career happened. But then over the last couple of years, I've gotten back into gaming. So now I'm like super into all kinds of stuff. Um, So I thought we could talk about the current gaming life. So one of the big games that, Jamal and I are really into right now is Splatoon. Yes. Oh my gosh. So fun. Is like crack. I don't even know how else to explain it. (laughs) Think flag football or like, um, no, think capture the flag, except in this game, your little like, um, they call them inklings, right? Or squid something. I don't know. They're like squids or whatever. Squids. But you like... So you just, the objective is to cover whatever level you're on as much of your color paint as possible. And you're, it's a four on four kind of match. So you're on a team, you could have different weapons and there are like cool weapons. Like I use the squeezer a lot. It looks like a champagne bottle and there are all kinds of like special abilities for the guns and you can put on like different um, pieces of clothing that ups different aspects of your battle and it's just super addictive and there's also a campaign mode that stony has beat already <laughs> yeah i kind of done that wait already. we checked one time like <laughs> you can check how much time you played the game do you remember like it was an ungodly amount of time well so <laughs> currently we're on splatoon 2 which is on the switch like yes. splatoon 1 was on the wii u 
But on Splatoon 2, I have logged like 235 hours thus far. (laughs) (laughs) Since it first came out, you got it like when it first came out, right? It came out in July of last year. So like a year, you've spent 200 hours or more of your life playing this game. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. What a loser. (laughs) I know, you know, I I let him live. I you mean, know, it's girl. Fine. <laughs> People wonder why I'm pasty white. It's because I'm like inside playing Splatoon. I'm usually just uh. upstairs, like <laughs> Pinteresting or something. Yeah, <laughs> Splatoon is really fun though. It's it is really addicting to play. I, I obviously don't play video games that much, and that's mm-hmm. like one game that I can really like get into. It's really fun. I like that you can kind of play dress up with the characters. Like, um, of course, there's male and female characters. You can choose, like, the colors of your eyes, you know, skin tone, all that stuff. You can choose what type of hair you want. And the cool part is, um, you know, whatever color you are, that switches every round. So you get random colors. So it'll be, like, orange against purple or um white against red or green against orange and your hair color will change so this is also the color that you're shooting on the level and the levels themselves are really fun because they're different they rotate and you know some people are like super awesome at this game like i swear i'm getting my ass kicked by like nine-year-olds <laughs> but well, they all i hang can. in there they can't they just <laughs> yeah. sit there and wait for you they're like bam 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 Oh, the um, snipers are the worst. I do not respect the people that just sit there and snipe. Not fun. Not yeah. fun. Well, so, yeah, and this is a game that, so when Seth still lived in Indy, he would, like, come over and we could we would play Splatoon on the Wii mm-hmm. U. And it was, like, always a fun time because all three of us would just, like, hand off the controller between each round. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was, like, so annoying because, like, back on the Wii U era, like, Nintendo still didn't understand what the internet was. So oh, like yeah. <laughs> So many connection errors. So, basically, you would just get, like, get mashed up with all the Japanese players and they would just kill you instantly. Oh, my gosh. And I you're know. just like, why? And yeah. that's that's no shade, but they just had, like, the game, like, a they're whole just good. year earlier. And they're awesome. Like, they're so hard to beat. <laughs> yeah, I remember Sony would get frustrated so many times. Like, I swear to God, they have like microphones and they're planning their like every move. I swear to God, they they have they're planning they're like this skyping all. with each other. If you want to see Sony turn into a conspiracy theorist, have him play against a team of Japanese splatoon. Basically, like turn into Trump. Like, oh um, no! J- Don't JK, say that. Jk, build the wall. Jk, build the wall around Japan. <laughs> Can't play with yeah. us. it's like drain the ocean (laughs) nobody can come but no in all seriousness it's really fun and um there's a campaign mode now that i'm kind of like struggling with because there's like this really cool ink afro that i want but i'm just so terrible at the campaign mode he's really bad (laughs) i'm so bad at it i just can't do it so I'm just going to say that I've given up until the cheat code comes out because I just like turf wars and that's basically like the, um, the battle mode. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what the hell is that? That is scary. <laughs> what? what? Seth is, is the... holding up like a say? skeleton figure. <laughs> what the hell is that? No, Tonight's not the night for voodoo. Thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Sorry, I got distra- distracted um, because video games are boring. You're the worst. <laughs> um, so other games that are fun besides Splatoon, uh-huh. 
Um, so I'm like, like I said, I'm a Nintendo kid, so I love Nintendo things. It's just I love their characters. Mm-hmm. So like, especially the Switch now is so cool, and they have like. Um, one of the my favorite games is Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yes. Which Ooh. is like amazing. A few listeners shouted out um, Zelda games. They were like, all the Zelda games. Christine, shout out to Christine. She yes. was one of them. But yeah, I actually like Breath of the Wild for not being a campaign queen. I'm, Of course, it's not done yet. But um, Stoney plays like every... He can play video games every day. Like sometimes I just need like a break. But Breath of the Wild is one of those that I come back to. And the thing I really like about Breath of the Wild, it's just a beautiful game. Like the art style is amazing mm-hmm. and they just, the music in it is really awesome. The like, music is great. They've done a good job of just like, uh, I guess, showcasing like the world by, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like the different music that they have throughout like mm-hmm. the map in the game. And it's just like, I don't know. It's a very like isolationist game. Like you're kind of like by yourself and it's kind of a lonely game, but it's still really oh, fun. Mm-hmm. I play that game in my apartment every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds amazing. I don't have the console or anything, but it's very isolating and you're just in a confined space and you have no one to talk to. <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. It's really that fun. I do like that great. game, actually, now that you mention it. <laughs> um, speaking but, yeah. of video games, I did want to say Nick wrote in one of his favorite games was Resident Evil 4, and that, in his opinion, it's one of the greatest games ever. Um, it's set in Europe, so the location is haunting and filled with people and by parasites, not the typical zombie game. Do you have like experience playing Resident Evil games? Um, I actually do not because I have, cause I was always Nintendo and mm-hmm. Nintendo never really had them. I don't think. And no. I like, yeah. So I used to like watch my, um, um, Darrell and Darnell used to play this all the time. My cousin and my brother. So, um, they would play all the resident evil games and I would just kind of like watch, like we used to like to play these games, like in a dark living room, and, you know, the TV volume is, like, as loud as our parents would allow it to be. <laughs> <laughs> of course. But um, Resident Evil was huge in our households, and um, as well as Silent Hill. Silent Hill was um, a really Ooh. creepy one. Yeah, I like to play yeah. the Resident Evil shooting game at the arcade. <laughs> That's about all I have. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and so, like, scary games to me, those are kind of... I don't know. I have a love hate relationship with the scary games (laughs) because I do like playing them. Like there's been a couple, like um, there's a series called evil within um, and they have, they had two of them actually. And that game. (laughs) Sorry. Hope you guys are loving Reynolds appearance on this gamers podcast (laughs) episode. He's being so extra right now. He's going to be so pissed at me after we leave that vet office. So (laughs) It's payback. Anyways, he has what to was, get two shots. So wait, what was that dumb video game that you played a lot? This, wasn't that a scary video <laughs> game when I was in July? The dumb one that you played for like 24 um, hours straight and we just didn't do anything. That was The Last <laughs> of Us. And no, that was not the game I was referring oh. to. <laughs> what, what game were you talking about? I was talking about The Evil Within, which was a scary game which I, I don't even know how to explain it. it was basically just people ch- 
like chasing you around with like chainsaws and stuff. But wow. it was really fun. It was just kind of scary. I even had to like take breaks every now and then because it was just too much <laughs> for me. Did you play at night or were you too scared? No, that shit was creepy. Okay. Like I had to walk away sometimes. I was like, why is there a giant spider woman that just like smashes you in one hit? Like that doesn't even seem fair. How yeah. are you still playing this game? And also how are you sleeping at night? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching yeah. American Horror Story at night after work because I wanted to rewatch Murder House before I start Apocalypse. Nice. But I like, I can watch that and I don't have scary dreams at all. So I'm like really proud of myself. That's because you're like not a real person. That's fair. <laughs> well, when you were talking about, is what the game's called The Evil Within? Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were talking it's... about me for a second there. I was like, whoa, it's like, are you here? <laughs> <laughs> you are the wee evil with that. <laughs> That's like um, really close to home. <laughs> um, so what? one other game that I think is really fun, and I've actually would play this a lot with our heterosexual consultant, and that was um, Friday the Thirteenth. Ooh, I've heard that's really good. Oh my God, girl, it is amazing. It's like basically you going around. The premise is it's an online game and you have like, I don't know, like eight counselors and then there's Jason and Jason's basically trying to kill you. So you have to work with the counselors to escape like either in a car or a boat. Each character kind of has different tasks or objectives, right? Yeah. Mm, Okay. And so like fix the car, find the keys, call the police, things like that. Oh, yeah. What would your job be if you were playing the game? Oh, I would be the sneaky person that like runs around and like tries to repair things. Oh, yeah. I think I would be the girl trying to take a shower and then I would get out and <laughs> I put the towel around me and and then I would turn around and Jason would cut my head off. Yeah, I wouldn't survive very long. Um, I would probably be the bitch that just rolls out in the canoe and sits in the middle of the lake like, yes, I'm safe. And then he like pops up through the boat and kills my ass. That happened. Yeah. And if if you're listening and you like this game, tag yourself. What role would you be? Yeah. And we would be remiss if we do not mention Mario Kart. Do you know how many hours of Mario Kart we played between college and now? Like... Girl. Mario Kart's a shut and Team Peach forever. Pink Ooh. Gold Peach. I like to play <laughs> as races. Yeah. Wait, where's there's Peach? Isn't there another what's the other female character's name? Daisy. Daisy oh, yeah. Rosalina. I think I usually play as Daisy. Yeah, she's or cute. Or Toad. Too. Toad's fun, but I'm just a sucker for a high pony. Toad from Mario Kart was in the news this week. Oh, was it? <laughs> Yeah, I don't really want to talk about it because it's disgusting. But oh, okay. um, just okay. Google Toad Mario Kart Stormy Daniels. <laughs> Wait, and that's, that's you. all you need to know. That's Why do you. we? Wait, bitch, what did you do? Why are we Googling <laughs> your name? I'm just telling you, Google it. And like, <laughs> okay, Stormy, I don't know. I'm sorry. Down. I'm sorry that you Googled it and you saw it on your screen or whatever, but it's <laughs> not cute. <laughs> no, uh, girl. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about video games and Mario Kart. Um, Stoney's been playing usually a good sh- at it. Stoney's yeah, good at Mario Kart. Um, we haven't played Mario Kart in a while, but that's one of those games that I can just pick up on any platform and just kind of fall back into place. 
Yeah, and I'm kind of waiting for them to release a new one since mm-hmm. we've been playing the same one for like five fucking years. It was wasn't it Super <laughs> Mario Kart Eight? Is that the newest one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, it's, okay. They really like re-released it on the Switch, so we're just like replaying it. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Super Smash Brothers. That's a fun oh, one. Oh yeah, lots of Smash Brothers. That's definitely one of those ones that I like never win. My goal is usually just to not be last. Yeah, same. <laughs> I just don't want to die first, and I'm happy. And um, Stody and I have been playing a lot of um, Fortnite. So we we played it when it first came out. And we weren't really into it. And then shout out to Steph, um, Nick's wife. She came into town and just like changed our lives. And Stony's been playing it way more than I have. But for somebody who doesn't game very often, I've played quite a bit of this game, and I have it on my phone as well. So, like, what's Fortnite about, though? Because, like, everyone talks about it, and I just have, like, no idea. Is it for your phone or something? Um, It's cross-platform. Yeah, you can play it pretty much on anything. Your phone, your computer. You can play it on PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Is it like um, The Sims? No, so... So basically what is popular about Fortnite, it's a battle royale. So basically it's a hundred. So it's basically a hundred players online and it's a free for all. So um, everyone just tries to kill each other and the last person standing wins. This sounds a lot like drag race. (laughs) (laughs) There's like different challenges you can do. So like um, if you're not the greatest, like, killer for example you can just try to do like little side challenges that helps keep the game interesting there's different parts of the maps that you can explore treasures you can find and you can find all kinds of weapons and um build things as well yeah so the reason it's called Fortnite is because you can build forts so like you can as you're like trying to kill people you can also get resources and build like walls and like stairs to things so like oh. basically you can build forts around a bunch of shit. It's pretty cool. That sounds interesting. Do you guys remember a long time ago those Facebook games that you would play with like where you'd grow crops and shit and you could like Oh my gosh. Trade resources with your friends. Yeah, Farmville. I couldn't remember what it's called. Do y'all yeah, remember? Uh, like, yes. Yeah. My cabbage was on fleek. And you would have that <laughs> annoying friend that would just like, do you want to be a vampire or something? You'd be like, like, no. Stop. Stop. No. <laughs> I don't you know play what Candy Facebook Crush. game. <laughs> Fuck Candy Crush. Okay. No. Um, uh uh-uh. uh. I um I was huge into the Heroes Facebook game. I had the flying ability. Ooh. My name was Jet. I liked that game. That was really fun. That was lame. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, anyway, I guess. Did you yeah, want to so talk about are... the dumb game? Because I know you thought it was like the best thing since sliced bread. Oh wait, the are you talking about the Last of Us or just yeah. what game? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the dumb one that you thought should be like turned into a cinematic film that's nominated for an oscar (laughs) yeah so there was this game that i played it was called the last of us and i had never played it before and then i played it and then i was like this is amazing and then it wasn't you spoiler that's exactly (laughs) that's exactly how it went (laughs) um but it was just a really good movie or not movie it was a really good game he said movie yeah it felt like a movie that's <laughs> what Quentin it felt Tarantino like. film girl don't lie there was there was some good dialogue and I like that they had like a little LGBT situation going yes, on the girl was a lesbian mm-hmm. or is a yes. lesbian and so that was great and yeah so I just I liked the game because it was just about this girl like growing up as like she was like a 
like 12, 13 years old. Mm -hmm. And she was like living in this world that was like kind of chaotic. And she kind of like had to grow from that because she had to like kill people and all this stuff. So it was kind of emotional Mm -hmm. because she's just like this little kid and she's having to learn how to like fight and stuff. Yeah. My um, favorite so yeah, part survival. of the game was when Stoney couldn't figure out how to go through this gated area and he was like trying <laughs> so hard and there was like this dumpster that was like 400 feet away and so he was like, I'm going to get on the ju- dumpster and try and jump over and of course it like didn't work and like literally all he had to do was push the dumpster down this hill and it would ram through the gate but it, he spent like <laughs> 45 minutes to an hour trying to figure it out because that game is so dumb. <laughs> I think that's why I'm not a campaign queen. I just don't have the patience to be like, okay, how does this work? If I can't figure it out, like in five minutes, I'll just leave it. Bye. Yeah. (laughs) Girl, bye. We're going this way. So. (laughs) Yeah. I think I might have like been under the influence of some alcohol or something. I don't know. (laughs) Don't lie. That game's just dumb. Don't lie. (laughs) Well, anything else on video games, Stoney? I mean, I'm done. So what do you have to say, (laughs) Stoney? No, I think that's pretty much it. Like I pretty much just, yeah, there's a lot of good games right now. So I could probably talk forever about it. So I'll just like stop before Seth like puts the podcast. And definitely let us know, listeners, what you're playing on social media. Yeah. If anyone actually liked talking about video games, feel free to let us know in whichever way that you choose. I guess I'll just like suck it up and deal with another one of these damn podcasts about video games. So, you know. Yeah, or you can just stick me in a room by myself and I'll talk like to the wall about video games. (laughs) Sony can start a side podcast about boring video games. all right you guys well that was like so fun i'm so glad we talked about that this week um anyways girl moving on let's get on to our next topic thanks for coming all right you guys let's talk about some news thanks for coming what's going on in the world stoney i won't talk about it specifically but if you googled stormy daniels mario kart toad um <sighs> I thought we weren't talking about this <laughs> here she uh, is again i'm sorry for that you googled it and that you had to read about that story <laughs> you brave um, souls we will not be covering it in this podcast so um if you want our opinions on it i apologize <laughs> it's not gonna happen stop trying to make yeah. that happen stony <laughs> Hit us with the tweet. We'll make Stony answer since he blessed you with that. He's I don't know if we can call it a gem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that lump of coal. <laughs> um, so instead of that story, I, instead I will talk about some other news, which was that RuPaul's Drag Race won the Emmy this year for Best Reality Show, beating out The Voice and The Amazing Race. Yeah, and Ru, yes. for the third consecutive year, won Best Host of a Reality TV Show. Yes, bitch. Z-Snap. Slay Queen snaps all around. But I thought this was really impressive just because, first of all, like RuPaul's Drag Race, obviously it was not very mainstream when it first came out. 
Um, it started obviously out on Logo mm-hmm. and it's even just like on VH1. So like, could you imagine, I don't know, just like some shitty VH1 show winning best reality show? And that's basically like what Flavor happens. Like, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> it's like, like New York going up there to like accept the award. Like I love New York. Yeah. Yes. I still follow New York on all social media. Oh God. <laughs> or like the Brett Michaels show or whatever. Oh winning. my God. Rock, Rock of, love. of Love. Yes, bitch. <laughs> Love, he had the best weave of any drag show ever. Weave was laid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but isn't it also like the first year that the same person that won the best reality host and best reality series happened? Like it was the same I think person. So. Oh, wow. I yeah. didn't realize that was the first two. That's pretty epic. I'm pretty sure it was. So that's like cool that Rue got to, you know, set that precedent, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it, I just think it's really awesome. Like, you know, there's been a lot of drama the past couple months with just like other queens coming out like kind of against Rue and then like all of the finale drama with Rue. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, like I am proud of the fact that, I don't know, it just, it makes me feel good that Rue has like built this kind of empire and she's been able to like build this show. And I think, you know, there's a lot of people that love this show and like, mm-hmm. I'm glad that she's able to be celebrated a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying like a lot of the things Rue has done isn't like you problematic, know, problematic in some way, but yeah. um, I don't know. I'm just happy that Rue is being recognized at, in yeah. this way because the show is really good. Yeah. It kind of feels like we're being like all recognized too, like as fans and just as gay people too. So yeah, as a as, community. Yeah, as a community because I mean, it's like for once, like Rue's like bringing you know the gays into the spotlight and trans community and so it's really cool that Rue's bringing this whole community to mainstream and I mean maybe is making it more accepting for gay people in the world a little bit in her own way yeah and um you know going along the same lines is that you know I all um speaking of platforms the read podcasts one of my probably my favorite podcasts of all time yes uh they're probably the biggest podcasts right now you know over millions of listens and their tweets are fire <laughs> their, their tweets are fire fire gold gold fire all of it yes rose gold fire <laughs> but um yes there we go there we go okay so um, I was listening to today's episode. And I'm not quite finished, but it was it was like less than five minutes in. And, you know, they said congratulations to RuPaul's Drag Race and kind of went on to make some comments that like, you know, basically nobody's coming to the show to watch it for Ru and that, you know, the queens are what makes up the show. And, you know, yeah, the queens do make up the show, but they're still just, I am going to have to agree to disagree with them on this one. Like, thanks for the congratulations. Congratulations, but we're still just really riding the vixen train. There's a lot of us in the black community, the black queer community that still think, you know, how we broke it down on our episode post finale drama, post reunion drama with the vixen that feel like, you know, maybe people are misunderstanding that interaction. Crystal's words were, you know, the queen that is derided on your show, which basically means they're ridiculed on the TV show. Uh, but, you know, they're still in the promo because the show is nothing without you. Well, of course, they're still in the promo. There are things called contracts. You know, she is contractually obligated 
to make these appearances. But, you know, the Vixen's a grown-ass woman. If she doesn't want to be on the show or be a part of that, you know, she doesn't have to be. But the Vixen's there because guess what? Bitch needs a job. And that's no shade. We were actually considering going to, you know, the Black Girl Magic show, but it was canceled last minute, probably because of all the All-Stars stuff going on. And it's just one of those things that I really wish people would just kind of get off of that Team Vixen, Team Rue thing and just really try to see both sides. Because still at the end of the day, you know, we just have to agree to disagree on this one. I don't think that the Vixen acted in a professional way. Sure, Rue could have reacted a little better. And I can see, of course, with all the stuff coming out with Pearl and the way that Rue's um, exchange with Asia was perceived like I can totally see how that's problematic like we've sat on the show you know we're not sure not too that doesn't look good Rue so um what I appreciate about our show is that we can really dive into both sides and not really just like run to what makes our argument sound the most valid because the read for example has also said and quotes you know they stand for Monet exchange and Bob the drag queen but nobody's talking about how they support Rue still. So, you know, I just kind of brushed that off today and just like, oh, here they go again. Yeah. But um, well, come on now. <laughs> and it's like, you know, that's their right to feel the way they want to. You know, they feel some type exactly. of way. And that's more than fine. You know, everyone, that's more than fair. But I think, you know, of course, you know, I was like probably one of the biggest like vixen haters like on this podcast when that season Mm -hmm. was coming but now that the season's over i think the vixen's presenting herself in a much more put together way like she's really doing a great job of projecting her message and i'm even getting into her sparkly eyebrows um right right (laughs) yeah you can tell that she's kind of had that level up moment like what the show does and you know this doesn't excuse the fact that rue has been a little problematic the things she said and how she's treated some of the queens nobody's excusing any of that but what we can't do is just sit here and read a fucking tyra sanchez (laughs) essay And be like, oh, this bitch is reading because that bitch has been crazy for a while. Not to mention she was one of the winners. Yeah. So what are we really proving? Yeah. Well, I think that I think we should still we should celebrate the Vixen and celebrate Brew. Like, I think, you know, if you're going to back the Vixen in her message, it's kind of a little bit hypocritical to then not support Rue as another black drag queen. You know, I'm not trying to make excuses for Rue because some of the things no. that Rue has said and done are not like the most like PC. Like I understand. Like, and as we've far acknowledged as, like, that tra- on this show. Yeah. It's like, I kind of understand her side. I understand the Vixen side and, you know, other mm-hmm. Queens Asia. And, you know, it's, it's like, it's not, you don't have to pick sides necessarily, you know? Right. That's exactly what I'm getting at. You don't have to be like, I get it, but you don't have to be like, Oh, I'm in this corner all the way. I'm in this corner all the way. And cause in this one, it's just like, there needs to be a discussion where people, all parties involved need to be willing to have that discussion. And I could totally understand why the fans want Rue to speak on this a little more. You know, I've thought that myself, you know, why don't you just like shut the Queens down or say something or share your truth? At least then it'll be out there, but we can't force people to do that. Well, I don't think that's just Rue's 
like strategy just in general like mm-hmm. i mean i just don't think rue does that yeah right and the argument to you know some of the black community is you know rue doesn't like black people because she doesn't speak up for black people but it's really it's like rue has had to work up to a point and you know it's sad it's corporate america you do have to kind of play a role to get to certain places and now she's this big superstar she can say whatever she wants and be fine so i i get it but let's get off of this train and not act like the vixen wasn't you know she could have done some things a little better too and And i still stand for the vixen yeah 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 and like i I don't know. I, I'm not going to sit here and defend RuPaul for everything, but I will right. say just to present like devil's advocate for all the people piling on Ru, like it's not like Ru like grew up living this like perfect life, right? Like Ru probably got it from everybody, you know, like people like black people were coming after Ru, like when she was coming up in the industry, just like as far as, you know, like, oh, here's this a gay femme queen running around yep. here with women's dresses. Rue was getting it from all sides. So I just mm-hmm. feel like a lot of people... The gay community, look to, at this black queen right. thinking she's a supermodel. So I think like people are like, oh, well, Rue's this, Rue's that. It's like, I think Rue has went through like... Rue has received criticism throughout her career from people. So it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like it just seems like a little bit unfair to say, oh, Rue doesn't care about this group of people or this group yeah. of people. Mm-hmm. I think Rue has just like, Rue cares about herself and cares about making money because yeah, she's been a, like, she's trying to have a job. <laughs> right. Because she's had to fight for probably everything and right. now she's kind of on top. So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't really blame her for like trying to keep it going. Yeah. Right. And when, <laughs> who knows? Maybe. Go ahead. Oh, I was just probably going to say what you were about to say. It's like maybe one day we'll get to see the Vixen's Drag Race or whatever, you know, or maybe we'll get to right. see a black exactly. magic, black girl magic to the next level or whatever, you know, whatever that would be. Right. Right. So, and I mean, you know, it can go that way. It really yeah. could, but we just really have to get out of this, like... And, I mean, it's it's the read. Like, you know, I live for Petty. I'm Petty. But, you know, um, yeah. just being, like, a fan of the show, it's just like, okay, can we talk about something else? Like, let's just say congratulations and keep it moving. Yeah, we're still talking about this. <laughs> and people who are on the platform, like, a higher platform should understand, like, you know, contracts. And people don't... Nec- even with a contract, people don't have to be anywhere. So if the Vixen was really that upset about what happened, you know, she wouldn't be on these tours. She wouldn't be out here still also using the RuPaul's Drag Race name. You know, yes, the show would not be the show without the queens. Yeah. But also these queens don't have to be out here putting RuPaul's Drag Race on their resume. So, you know, we could talk about that as yeah. well, but I won't get into that. We'll check All-Stars too. when another queen of color, Fifi, just didn't come to the reunion. She didn't like the way that she was portrayed on the show, similarly to the Vixen. True. And she True. didn't fucking come. So, Great point. you know, at that point, you know, that was a choice. Vixen could have made the same choice as if she wanted to, if she was feeling some type of way. But I don't blame her. She mm-hmm. was doing the same thing RuPaul did when she was a baby queen and, you know, putting her name out there and being on putting herself in the spotlight. So good for the Vixen for going back to the finale and yeah. showing her face that she wasn't backing down. Good for her for doing That's that. Right. But like we don't need to attack mm-hmm. the Vixen or RuPaul over it. Right. This is still at the end of the day, this is a huge thing for the community. So, you know, people are gonna watch Drag Race regardless of <laughs> like who's on the show. Like 
I mean, I enjoy RuPaul, but again, I'm not going to sit here and excuse some of the shit that's happened. Yeah. So, um, people are humans. I'm not going to make excuses <laughs> for anybody, but I'm going to tune in next season because hell I know yeah. I'm not going to see a cast of, you know, 14 Aquarius and nobody else can do what Ru's doing right now. Nope. Well, let's go ahead and just stop there. This got to be quite the discussion, but I think it was productive. So I'm, I'm happy we talked about this. Thanks for bringing that to the table, Jamal. Yes. So let's move on to our final portion. The most exciting portion, according to the New York Times, four stars for Thanks for Coming. <laughs> the failing New York Times. Yes. The failing New York Times gave us four stars. And Instagram daily. Yes, bitch. <laughs> all right you guys um so yeah like i said before this is our section about trade so who's got some sexy menses to talk about trade trade i think um jamal should go first because he already has his pulled up yeah, he's been touching himself under the table while looking at his trade for the past hour and 15 minutes. It's quite awkward. It's been very uncomfortable for the rest of us. You shady heifers. <laughs> um, so actually, my uh, trade this week, I'm pretty sure it's pr- pronounced um, Jason Jerez. It could also be Jason Jerez. He's Dominican. Ooh husband of montana volby if you remember one of my earlier trades on the show so um he yeah callback exactly he's the husband of montana so um he's just super sexy bearded hair in all the right places they're both like everyday people it looks like they're both kind of like um i don't know if they're nurses but they always kind of have like scrubs on so um outside of their beauty it looks like they're just regular everyday people they may or may not have an only fans that i do not subscribe to so <laughs> but want to so what, <laughs> what you're saying yeah is, i'm not giving them my coins so what you're saying is that they have regular jobs and we're not supporting them by liking their photos well we're liking their photos we're not supporting them by paying for their x-rated content yes their adult <laughs> content so I guess you can say they are like Instagram models, but he's just really cute. He's got like a really good smile and they just both seem like um pretty um awesome together. They're really open about their relationship as far as um issues they've had and they're doing really well right now. So that's inspiring to see, you know, another gay couple sharing their ups and downs and thriving together. Yeah. Not everything's perfect, Henny. No, and he looks good in a speedo. Holla. Interesting. Well, okay. what about you, Stony? Um, so my trade of the week is uh, his handle is called Flash Thirty Two Gordon. Um, so what's he flashing? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. So basically, so he was a college basketball player that um, he was openly gay in college basketball. Like Whoa. he was on, I think, Seton Hall. I remember maybe? this guy. Um, but yeah, that's him. He is just really cute and he's adorable. He, um, yeah. So I started following him. Like he actually came out, I think around the same time as Michael Sam, except Michael Sam was like, known and he really wasn't Mm. um so he lives in san francisco now and i think he's like an aspiring actor so yeah he's just i like following him and he's cute so yeah hollow followed 
Sounds like a good pick, girl. How about you, Seth? Who's looking good in these Insta streets? Oh, girl. So I have an interesting pick. I feel like maybe mine are Uh all interesting. I don't know. I pick like the weirdos. So my trade this week is a local drag queen. Ooh, local. Yeah, bitch. (laughs) Fresh produce. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So so my local trade is a drag queen named Chase Burnsy. And his drag aesthetic is unique (laughs) yeah Um, that's a good word he's an artistic queen i feel like he does a lot of his drags in an outfit but also like a jock strap so the booty's typically hanging out (laughs) we like cakes it's really nice to look at but <laughs> um but no i've never seen i him in drag i think i've seen him a couple times at other drag shows but he just is like just seems really interesting like as a person in addition to his unique performances mm-hmm. and like he looks like basically like every like indie rocker boy that like has like you know somewhat long hair uh baseball cap uh, <laughs> a couple t- tattoos like above your knee, you know. <laughs> yes, your, ink that show like out of your cut off jean shorts, you know that type yes. of look. <laughs> I'm here for it. I've got one of those. <laughs> yes. So that's my trade. I think Chase is the cutest, and I really enjoy watching like the drag performances that he posts. I need to try and nice get one of pick. his shows. So. You should. I actually know who he is. Probably um, from seeing you like what you've liked. <laughs> yes. And I follow I may, him I'm on I'm pretty our sure I Twitter. follow him. Yeah, we follow oh, him. Oh, good. <laughs> good, good. That's where I saw it then. <laughs> yes. I was like, we got to support on Twitter too. Oh, and he also writes um, for The Stranger with where, where uh, Dan Savage has a column also. Oh, very cool. Yes, I love Dan Savage. Yes. Oh my God. The fuck i can't remember the podcast name oh throwing shade they're doing a show here and the guests are dan savage and jinx monsoon and i really want to go but i don't have anybody to oh, go with you should just uh-huh. go oh i want God. to live in seattle so i can go to that when yeah. is that oh uh, i think it's like next week <laughs> god damn it Seth, know, you didn't gonna, give us any notice i know it just like popped up into my attention like just a few days ago so i haven't had much time to like prepare or anything so oh, that's fun we're gonna have to watch like their insta stories and stuff to see what they talk about oh i need you to should. like follow that podcast Throwing and dan on one show that's yeah. gonna be fun like jinx I'm- monsoon's hilarious oh my god <laughs> Yes, I'm pretty sure Trixie's also been a guest on Throwing Shade before. Um, but yeah, I am super pumped. I don't know. I'll Very try and go cool. if I go if I if I can make it happen. I'll let you guys know, but we'll see. Let us know. Do it. Anyways, well, another episode fifty two. We're on a 52. roll. Fifty two. Oh yes. I wanted to say Done. before we go. Um, so one of our f- mutual friends, Paul, posted about a podcast that I've been obsessed with. So my new uh, podcast I've been obsessed with is about, well, it's called Buffering the Vampire Slayer. 
and oh. they go episode by episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and like talk about it, <laughs> recap it, talk about overall themes. And then one of the co-hosts, whose name is Jenny Owen Youngs, is a singer-songwriter who I actually have seen perform before, before even knowing cool. that she was a host of this podcast. And she writes a song every for every podcast about that episode. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. Ambitious. <laughs> yeah. So she does it with her girlfriend, and it's really interesting. It's, like, so cool. So check out Buffering the vampire slayer i'm gonna have to get into that yeah I, for sure. if this you haven't cool. watched the show you can watch it episode by episode and discover everything along with them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ooh. so yeah so that's my plug all right let's end the show <laughs> <laughs> listeners don't forget to rate and subscribe and tell a friend about us uh thanks for the engagement on social media we see you out there all of you on twitter and instagram let's keep it up we're having so much fun doing this so let's grow together keep sending in those questions keep sending us emails we love it so um be part of the show and be yeah. heard on the show and we have an exciting october for you so make sure you get them all your friends in here before october because we have lots of spoo- Spooky podcast. Buckle up. Yeah, it's going to be amazing, girl. <laughs> so much candy corn, you don't even know what to do. Yeah. Ugh, I just throw up a little. <laughs> You're going to be pulling candy corn pieces out of your butt for days. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> Yum. Yes. All right, you guys. We'll look forward to that. Get into the gig. Subscribe. Blah. All right. Thanks for coming. And until next time, bye. bye.